0: with guests from all over the world from different wisdom traditions I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace you can connect with me on Instagram Facebook and YouTube for more guidance and love hi everyone and welcome to the podcast today I'm really excited to be here together with Ari Wisner welcome to the podcast Ari
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I've really been looking forward to it.
0: I've been also looking forward to this. We met uh, a few months ago in, in London and I've been so uh, excited and uh, happy for you to just share your work and your magic with us through your Transient Light Tarot that you've created, Tarot Deck, and I have it right here. It's so beautiful and so like soothing in a way, like really grounding when I look at this beautiful deck. So I'm really excited to talk to you today about your journey, uh, about the tarot. Maybe some of the listeners haven't really understood the 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 whole uh, structure and where the tarot c- came from, but also how we can work with the tarot and what the purpose is so I'm really excited to talk to you today about all of this.
1: Yeah yeah it's um, it's definitely an interesting topic in and I I came to tarot only oh, I guess it was about four or five years ago so it's been quite a whirlwind journey like into something that was totally alien to me before um, mm-hmm. but I believe it's really very very powerful um, and yeah. I think more people could find it useful than I uh, think maybe alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, and anyone can use it. It's not that some people are uh, able to use this because it's it's really a tool like any other tool for spiritual growth, for your inner growth, personal development, um, guidance, and to be very aware. So I'm really excited, and you're an amazing artist. Maybe you can start by sharing your journey. Into how you started creating art, and 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 also how that came into your spiritual evolution as well.
1: Okay, sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I from a young age I was always wanted to be an artist. That was that was my dream. But there was a definite um, disconnect between uh, my my love of painting and drawing, and it being something that was a viable career Um, you know I wasn't really encouraged that that was something that I could make a living with and it was certainly something that I hadn't connected at all spiritually Um, it was just a personal therapy to me I guess Um, so the art that I was creating until sort of my late teens um, was just a reflection of teen angst and the things that you know I I was experiencing and feeling Um, and then I kind of put my creativity on hold um from about the age of 17 until maybe the age of 25 Um, there was a big chunk where I wasn't painting regularly I wasn't drawing um, and I was working as a graphic designer um but the disconnect was was like I was very very religious um you know from from a young age right until I was about 26 and so the art I just it was a disconnect because the belief system that I was in that I believed in I wasn't connecting to um so yeah, the belief system that I had kind of discouraged me from exploring myself or my uniqueness or my queerness and um so I kind of felt like art was a self-indulgent thing that like wasn't important um <laughs> um which is funny because the full circle story is that it turns out that it's one of the most precious things that I have and that I'm blessed with and um it is deeply connected with um my spirit and how I connect with other people. So um I got in touch with my creativity again um in 2015. Um I was I was, I was disfellowshipped from the church that I belonged to and um I'd separated with um, a spouse which was not acceptable in that church. So I Everything had kind of been thrown uh, into a whirlwind and everything I thought I knew wasn't true. My faith was falling to pieces um, and I lost a lot of family and some friends um, and um, well more friends and family. But um, I ended up just turning to art as therapy, um, in particular actually poetry um, rather than visual art because it had been so long since I had been making visual art. It was too intimidating. <laughs> so um, I actually um, started by just writing a lot, and very therapeutic, and, and when I moved to London, I um, started going to a lot of poetry events, which is how I met Fauster, who wrote the poetry, for the guidebook of the transient night. Um, and I started painting and creating again, um, maybe 2018 onwards, and for the first time ever, I was making it just for me. Like, it wasn't for to sell, it wasn't because I was going to be an artist, Um, It was just about me processing and expressing the divine. I was obsessed with the divine. Um, I think in many ways I've simplified my idea of the divine. You know, before it was this rigid structure in a religious context. And then suddenly the divine was something so much simpler, so much more connected, so much more circular um, and accessible. And I just started painting a lot of almost like meditation meditative paintings, lots and lots of circles, lots of like central points and altars and um, that was just for me pleasing myself. (laughs) Um, When the 2020 um, lockdown happened for Covid, um, by which point I've been reading tarot for myself for a couple of years, um, that's when I thought oh I have time on my hands. I can't go out, I can't do the things I was doing before, I was living very fast, um, and that's when I um, started working on making my own tarot deck. And I made two, I, I started with the first one, the Trinity Tarot, and then I worked on the Transit Light Tarot. Um, so that was the artistic kind of route that I got there, and it was interesting when I started making tarot, especially when I started self-publishing it, um, hearing people's feedback People connecting with the artwork, people using the artwork in their own meditation, in their own prayers, their self reflection, their decision making um, was just mind blowing. You know, I wasn't making an artwork to just put on a wall, or it wasn't uh, graphic design for a brand that like I've been doing for years. It was spiritually connected, um, and that was deeply fulfilling. Um, and I'm so honoured that like people have responded to it, and that I'm, I get to to as many people as I has. Um, I think I I can't remember if I said to you. I think I, I think I said this to Terry your message earlier earlier um, the other day. You know, you'd asked me how 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 things have been after um, the launch of Transit Light, and like a couple of days after, I cried, and I don't cry very often, but I I felt like I had let a child. Um, I bought a child of the world when they were off and they were adults now <laughs> um, because it was such a personal deck, but it was now something bigger and it was something that was now belonging to many other people, which is lovely, um, but also it was very, very moving. Um, so, this deck, in particular, the Transient Lights, um, which is my second deck, um, is definitely the first time my passion and like my personal spark my own uniqueness my own thing has met with um my spirituality and um and my connection to others is as a wider universe that is all connected to the vine it is the divine you know in a in a, in one united um loop as it were. Well. um so what started off is just like an illustration project of my own <laughs> for, for the joy of like delving deeper into the tarot um, it became uh, a huge spiritual journey for me um, and completion as well for me. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: Wow. What an amazing and so um, just deep journey that you've been in, which I also didn't know about because it's it sounds like you've done like a really strong spiritual evolution in this life. And uh, and I think many of us do in different ways, because um it's not always very clear where, where we're going in our, when we're connected, like this connection that you've always had to the divine in one way, and then practicing it from like a structural, religious uh, point of view. Uh, it's kind of also like, People who who are not really um, how should I say this? Um, well, it's it's like uh, you started to break out from that and can, and having your own path into it, where we break free from this old paradigm uh, of like this dual paradigm where things are good or bad and things have to be in one way to be accepted and and there, there's so much in that so i'm really mm. amazed by the journey that you've done and how was that transition and when when you did you feel free to start exploring like how did that happen for you to start exploring your spirituality after being more in a in a boxed way of spirituality
1: Um it was it was quite a gradual process. I mean, um, I was feeling very disconnected before i I was um, before I was uh, disfellowshipped from that church, but I was very comfortable like i was I was playing the role that was expected. I was ticking the boxes, obviously not perfectly. and um, yeah, when I was sort of forced out of that. It just put everything into question and I started to realise how much everything I perceived had been decided for me. Like all my ethics, all my morals, you know, all my perspectives on the world had been dictated to me. None of them were made from my own intuition. And as a result, my, my intuition was very weak. Like I didn't know how to listen to my heart. I didn't know how to listen to my mind or my body or my spirit. You know, I had learned that spirituality was his—the right book. Follow it as closely as you can. Um, I think at the Hierophant, <laughs> and um, that was was very joyous, but also very scary. Um, and because suddenly there was no, and I was quite vulnerable as well. I, I I started going to a lot of um more liberal like religions and churches. Um, Because at first I sort of didn't leave at least the Christianity world, um, as broad as it is, and um, I came across quite a few characters on the way who were very ready to um, take advantage of my vulnerability and try to pull me into their way. You know, very charismatic people who um, sometimes did have a lot of power over me. so i spent a couple of years sort of going from one place to the next and you know believing all sorts of different things um and that's where the tarot became quite useful because i had a gap i had no spiritual practice no personal spiritual practice um and when i came across tarot um what i loved so much about it was it turned it on me it wasn't a case of of the tarot card says this so it's law it was Drawing out of yourself. It's a bit like a mirror. Um, it kind of often you. It's so easy to hide things, especially if they're painful things like fear or worry, or um, when you don't want to confront something. It's quite easy to to ignore it. But when someone holds up a tarot card that says it to you, you're like, yeah, yeah, I I, I can with that. You know. So I felt for me getting getting into tarot was really empowering it was my way of being alone in my room my own practice how i can be more in touch with my mind and my own power um which is definitely what i like to sort of promote with how i've made my tarot decks is you know i'm not giving you a magical thing <laughs> i'm giving you something to bring out your magic you know i'm giving you interpretations as a guide but you need to reflect on it um, this is yours. It's, it's yours to to reflect on, um, which is very powerful because it was so personal to me. The images were very personal to me, but it's it's yours now. <laughs> it's it's not mine anymore to to, to dictate. Um, yeah, so it was it was quite tumultuous, but um, very very rewarding and very empowering um, and. Uh, Yeah, I'm so glad of that journey. So glad of that.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's an amazing journey. And uh, to be like, sometimes we do get these uh, more tougher starts on our spiritual journey for a reason as well. To to Mm. like, it it helps us to find our path. So it's not even even. I'm I'm just thinking that. So yeah, sometimes we look at. Uh, organized religion and uh, and if there, it's very dogmatic, it's it's limiting. But if you're also like completely, like infused in the material world and s- see like only the senses as the real, like reality and not having any connection, that's also a very dogmatic way of living. And and a spiritual evolution can be similar. Then when you start l- looking, but um, is the world really what people tell me it is, or how can I disco- discover who I am in this, in my purpose?
1: Mm, that's such a, such a good point, and I think at first I I went out into the world like ah oh, you know the world is my oyster, there's so much to explore, and you do start to realize over time that that everyone I think I think it stems from this very human need for comfort. Mm-hmm. Um that's why they go for dogmatic, you know, structures of belief, whether that's religious or or worldly. Like people are drawn to them because there's a certain level of security and, oh, this is truth or this Mm. is, this works or this, you know, if I follow this path or if I do this, I will have a happy life. And I think life is a bit too fluid for that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've become very wary of, like, ever trying to define myself or trying to define the divine or Mm. trying to define a singular path, you know, even if I found a singular path for me, it's for me, Mm. you know, it's not something that I can ever um, say is right for someone else, Um, and that's where the power comes back to yourself, you Mm. know, you know, we're already connected to the whole universe and to all of the humans, that doesn't mean that we're all gonna be the same. It's the diversity of, of humankind that is so special. Yeah. Um, that's how we learn from each other. Um, so yeah. So I did have some surprises on the way, like coming out of religion and being like, Oh, okay, this yeah. isn't religion, but it's kind of like religion. Um, <sighs> I kinda of, I kind of found that coming in coming out of the closet. I mean, I came up very late, like when I was seven. Mm-hmm. It was funny, I suddenly went from this religious culture to this very um, in particular, at that time, very male gay culture, mm-hmm. um, which in itself is is valid and um, and and good and healthy. But after a year or so being in that, it was like, oh, but I, I I'm being defined again. I'm being put back into another like type. Um. So so yeah, the spiritual journey has also been very tied up with my journey of understanding my, you know, sexuality and my gender and my um my body my my being in that sense and that's all very tight up, you know with your spirit um so mm. over lockdown i got a lot of time by myself to also explore that and be like you know why am i trying to put labels on who i am and and how i am when things are fluid and things grow and change and no no two people are the same mm.
0: um
1: yeah mm. it, yeah it's funny that, it, that it's a very human thing that fear, that fear of um, a lack of structure or a lack of mm. um, eternity. Um, but then it's often in the guise of spirituality, mm. um, if that makes sense. Like mm. people can believe a certain religious viewpoint, but it's fueled by fear, you know.
0: Mm.
1: And that's the thing, isn't it? Whether you believe something, whether it's fueled by fear or whether it's feel, fueled by just love, which is a lot more fluid and. Um, Ready for change and accepting of endings and transients.
0: Mm, yeah, it's so beautiful, and I, I feel like that's like the ultimate path when we uh, like stop the duality in one way. If if you are uh, always attached to like uh, contrasts and and things like that, because our senses pre- perceive things like that. And even language can be so contrasting. I've shared pr- previously, in my my mother's tongue, uh, Kurdish. We don't have gender labels at all. Like no him or her, nothing. Wow. Yeah. So, and and um, and so in that way, I've never heard, like the divine being called him, or her. <laughs> so it's wow yeah it's no like isn't that like language can make a big difference and then like you said when you start stripping some labels off of you and and not being tied down or boxed in you can no longer like um like attach yourself to it either there's no attachments and that's also one of the spiritual paths like releasing that attachment and And it's so liberating in so many ways.
1: Yeah, like, because we're all, I mean, I see it all as like temporary expressions of the divine. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm only going to be on this planet in this physical form anyway Mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time. And in that time, I am just one expression of the divine. And and that's the thing is if you start boxing in the divine as, okay, the divine is a hymn, and it it functions like this. then no wonder you then have the expectation that humans should all reflect that one type. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: mm. well, I think that's so lovely that that for you the divine wasn't described as um, male or female. And like mm-hmm. I, I find it really interesting when people don't refer, don't personify the divine as well, because even that mm-hmm. helps as well. That that I think of the divine less as a being, but more of a a force, or you know, I think of love as divine. I think of creativity mm-hmm. as divine. I think of um, intuition is in divi- as divine, like I think anything that is creative and uh, building, you know, death also is divine mm-hmm. and um, I think if we stop limiting the divine we'll start to realise that all these different expressions of the divine are valid and beautiful and um, yeah. Exactly, really no I
0: love that and also like for me uh, if if I would say god or any when i talk about the divine i don't see any form with it and it's really like you say it's everything and nothing it's it's it just is right so mm. when we come back to that it also strips away all of these labels and then i i find it interesting to really research like old traditions like you said we're so diverse there's a meaning with why we are so diverse there's a there is it, it, we are supposed to be diverse otherwise i don't know like that's that's what the contrast does and like you said instead of us beca- like we are the image of god maybe god is the image of us and and this this diversity can become like an expression of everything uh, and and then in every place in the world like where there's diversity it's good even biological divi- the diversity diversity at a workplace diversity in in your mind um the, it's not really um like healthy to be in very like non-diverse environments what mm-hmm. if you would just eat one thing every, every
1: day yeah, or like a... I mean, it's been proven, hasn't it? It's been proven that in a business, for example, yeah. diversity encourages innovation and creativity. And, yeah. you know, and you were saying earlier, like, collaboration is so beautiful because mm. you come out with things that you just never will do by yourself. And I think, I think, you know, if I was to try and loosely divide, um, define the divine, I, I often think of the word unity mm. because I think in many ways that is the thing that like is the end result of, of divine of diversity like you know humans are diverse plants are diverse animals are diverse the weather is diverse the planets are diverse mm. everything is diverse and that's because I liked what you said about us um, being a reflection of the divine but the divine being a reflection of earth that it is all a loop you know mm-hmm it's not divine is not a separate thing that we have to like somehow connect to we mm. are part of it we yeah. we're all part of it and when we when we pass in this life our energy our spirit our physical bodies just they don't go anywhere they just go mm. back into that cycle and you know and you know however however you believe that that works that is what happens and mm. nothing leaves this universe yeah. <laughs> everything stays um, it just expresses into a different form um, which is so lovely, yeah. it's so lovely. <laughs> and comforting like for me mm-hmm. that is what helps me get over the fear of not living forever or the fear of what if there's not something after this um, mm-hmm. that that recovers my fear <laughs> yeah like, no I'm I look forward to feeding the roots of the trees or you know whatever I did in this life living on in someone's memory or or, or whatever like we are eternal we, we are part of the eternal universe around us and, mm. oh it, I think yeah. that's so encouraging I wouldn't want anything else <laughs> no, <exactly. laughs> I, just, I don't need anything else
0: no it's so beautiful and also like when we look at a different perspective when we start looking like up and down and around us and the stars and the planets and then um like not really, we're not really comprehending really where we are, because even now we don't know like how big it's like eternal, this space that we're in. And when it came to, because I I love studying mythology and, uh, you know, with my roots, I also study a lot of the Mesopotamian origins of different gods and goddesses, uh, especially the goddesses. And when when you look at that and you look at how different uh, civilizations have seen these beings it's almost like these beings are actually not it, like what we think like what how we've expressed the god it's it's actually beings that are <laughs> somehow like connected yeah. to us and they have manifested because they're so similar i mean you how many times have you seen Uh, gods with like a human and uh, animal shape to uh, in different civilizations or winged gods or goddesses angels so also like why did we uh, stop connecting to that and and these different forms and even if it's just just in a dream or just in a vision that we get it doesn't mean that it's not real because there's so many dimensions as well
1: yeah and like like i've i've never had much i've I've not had much knowledge about um mythology but my boyfriend is like really into it he's got any book there is and it's lovely because he's always telling me these stories um just out of the blue he's telling me about this god or this myth and it's fascinating because it often sounds like a um soap opera <laughs> you know they're acting like humans you know having relationships or there's some sort of scandal and yeah what, what's so lovely about that as well, and and it's it's sad that we don't connect with that anymore, is that or not as much these days is is there's so much to be learned from it, you know, these stories of these gods and their and their lives and what they did and 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 such are very relatable and they're full of wisdom, you know, they're parables of how to live well, you know, if you do this, then this might happen, you know, um, you know, the path of fear leads to this, the path of love leads to that, and um there's so much wisdom in it and it's such a shame when people try to strip out the humanity because they feel like that's not divine it's like no mm-hmm. the whole point of the divine is that it's merged with humanity mm. yeah. um uh it, I, I kind of think of it as the divine as the, the spirit and then mm-hmm. humanity is like the vessel of it and so therefore humans are playing out divinity um in different ways in a very beautiful ways and learning from each other um, mm. Yeah, mm, that is funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful, and I'm actually really curious because I love I love the name of of the the deck, Transient Light Tarot. What does that name mean to you? How did you How did you channel that name, and what does it What does it tell us about this deck?
1: Sure. Um. So, I didn't beat a beat about gush on the name, like. <laughs> I had the name in my head um, straight away, but it, it came from um, when I was sort of developing this this broader view of the divine. I had this vision in my head um, for a couple of years, um, which is actually in I actually included it in the deck. Um, it's um, the crown of vessels. Um, I've got I've got the image <laughs> on my phone, um, and uh, it's it's a skull. It's a skull, you know, it's an earthly skull made of physical matter and it's containing this beautiful, free spirit, which in my head was blue. And um, I had this this sort of title for this image, this vision that I had, and it was um, uh, a temporary vessel of eternity. And the idea that in this body that we're blessed, with, um, we are just a temporary vessel of something more eternal. And that was the lead for the deck. Um, And originally I did actually use that um, in this self-published version, I used that image for the front cover. Um, So the name just kind of came, I think I'd made maybe um, eight cards. And um, I think someone asked like, what are you gonna call it? And it was like, it's gonna be the transient light. (laughs) Um, In a way it's almost like the transient life, but I felt like light was more um, appropriate because it's not that the life is transient it's the life in this form so I like this idea of this empty vessel being a container of some kind of light that is is borrowed and will do something else and that was that was the name and that was kind of like the main theme the grounding theme throughout the throughout the deck um sort of vision that I had throughout
0: yeah that's I really love the name. And I'm actually sitting with the cards now. I really like the feeling of them. Uh, they're so beautiful. And with the animals as well, I love, ha- like animals give us so much uh, beautiful messages just in their own. And one important thing is also that that this is, you remade. So maybe we can just talk briefly about the structure of tarot And like how the traditional tarot is, but also how you've remade the traditional tarot to, to, I feel like this is really inclusive in so many ways. Um, Do you want to share that? Because I think Mm -hmm. it would be interesting for people to understand that as well.
1: Sure. Um, So a summary of the structure of the tarot is you have 72 cards and there are um, Sorry, 78 cards um, and there's a minor arcana and a major arcana and um, the major arcana are sort of more overarching archetypes and themes of the journey of life and um, there's 22 of them so they're the big things so you have the death card, you have the um, the empress, you have um, the wheel of fortune, you have those big um, big themes and then the rest of the deck is the minor arcana which is split into four realms and um, the swords the ones, the cups, and um, the pentacles. Um and these also correlate with the four elements. So you have the spirit, the mind, the heart, and the body. Um so those cards go into more for detail of those realms of your of your being. And so there's um 14 cards for each of those realms. Um uh, structured a bit like a playing a set of playing cards, you know, you have four houses. Um, so what I did with that and what's so lovely about that structure and why so many people connect with it is because it really does cover the whole human experience. Like every emotion, every kind of nuance can be found somehow in that structure Um it's very, very comprehensive. Um, and what I did with that structure was I found that there's a lot of traditionally um, gendered language and visuals. Um, Often throughout history, we've used um, gendered language as like a shorthand for certain characteristics. So traditionally, it's like the masculine is structure and strength, and and so on, and the feminine energies are uh, intuition and nurturing, and which is so limiting because um, none of those things are gendered, um, and uh, or shouldn't shouldn't be gendered. Um, and so what I did is. The cards that were gendered in name I renamed and I used imagery that um one wasn't gendered or two reduced the use of bodies so that it was more inclusive so there are the use of hands um there's some silhouettes but um apart from that um and there's some eyes there's quite a few eyes <laughs> um but apart from that it's a reduction of the use of the body um and, and gendered language um which is really lovely because it, it was like instead of thinking of, for example, the Empress is often thought of as like a mother card. It was interesting to to a uh, challenge to say, so how do I describe this without it being gendered? Like, what is a mother? When people say, oh, this is a mother card, but what is a mother? Why is it different to a father? Like, what is a mother? Um, and I recalled it the nurturer, and I used um the oyster developing a pearl, and that idea of. Um, taking something and um, layering it with nurture and because obviously that's how it's formed it's actually an irritant at first and it's like a more of a slow sitting with something and nurturing it into something very beautiful um, and um that was that was it was really fun to explore those and challenge like is this feminine or is this a label that isn't needed because we should all be able to relate to the nurturer you know whether whatever gender identity you, you identify as, you should be able to see yourself or aspire to be a natural. Um, so, and there was, there was quite a lot of gendering in, in the deck, um, so that was a really fun, fun yeah. topic. <laughs>
0: yeah, it really is, and you can see, like, that it's, uh, the, um, it's grown out of, like, uh, a, a, all of these uh, gender associations is is a learned behavior so it's it's really reflecting also maybe the time when or we're still I mean we haven't come that far yet to be honest (laughs) but I mean it really reflects that time so now that we are in a new time to recreate that and and uh, having that because we can have both qualities I usually also like see myself having a lot of what my gender is not, like the quality, like having this um, these qualities that maybe wouldn't be exactly in a tarot card labeled any feminine qualities. But uh, I, I really relate to that, having that duality in yourself. And then all human beings are so different. We have different constitutions. You know, in Chinese medicine, we work with the elements and with the different qualities of the element, what that can lead to in your emotions and all of that. So, it's much more when you go back to nature. It We have all, we have all the yin and yang. We have all the elements in us. And then we are conditioned. And we can see that difference in different cultures. And I... I see that in my studies of uh, sexual and reproductive health and rights that I just uh, f- uh, did my master's in, like how different societies, um, yeah, like how, how there's different gender roles and, and all of that. And then when you come to your spiritual work, it is a spiritual work to transcend that as well. Even if you want to identify as like, and how do you, Again, release that attachment and like, okay, I'm not. I everything that we observe in Vedanta, we say is not the, the real or the 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 real real <laughs> the everything. Mm-hmm. So if you can identify a character or a attribute or a or a quality that you have, it's not you. You can you can still have it and and observe it, yeah. but it's it's not really what 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 is behind that. And you go deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And mm. I re, yeah. And I love this um, this card I just drew. Maybe we can talk about this card, Keeper of the Sword, because it's traditionally uh, the keeper would be in tradition. The queen. Yeah.
1: The queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, like playing cards, um, you have court cards in the tarot, and so you have the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. And these are kind of like a um, progression of um, mastery, you know, the page is very much like a student and and I renamed it The Apprentice. The knight Mm -hmm. is very much like a student who is ready to go and pursue. So I called it the champion. And then it came to the queen and the king and suddenly there's this hierarchy of mastery where Mm -hmm. the queen is a very respected role, but it's not as mastered as the masculine role. But they're different roles. They're not. It's not about gender. So Ivy named um, the queen, the keeper, and the king, the crown. And with the keeper, so all four of the um, keeper cards, I used keys, um, which is a, one of my little personal symbols. And what I liked about this character, because the focus of this character, as opposed to the crown, is um, it's a bit more interpersonal. I find it's a bit more. Um, Using the traditional feminine, it's a nurturer. Um, and it's one that has really started to master the incoming and outcoming of their realm. And for example, for the swords, it's the realm of the mind, of the intellect, of the insight. Um, so this is a character who has developed the keys to like the incoming and outgoing of information. It's very insightful, this character. Um, someone who who's in the know and is is picking up on things, um, and it's very wise and um good at sharing that wisdom, but also very good at receiving wisdom. Um, and I just feel that like that's so much more um useful to think of this as a keeper than just the queen that doesn't really describe anything about that character. Um, so yeah, I have four keys <laughs> um, and uh, whereas the whereas the crown is more it has the same qualities, but it's it's a bit more um, broader in terms of uh, authority and being a leader. Um, in that realm, um, and also having uh, more of a legacy of impact, um, again, but shouldn't be assigned to agenda. Um, mm. yeah.
0: yeah, and because, yeah, these roles and these titles are also not as relatable as that time, if it was in the medieval time that these Uh, the the queen and king doesn't say so much to us anymore. (laughs) Like maybe in fairy tales and things like that, but it's not really relatable in that way. So I love that, how you restructured that and the meaning and everyone can relate also when you don't see, when you're working with an inclusive uh, deck like this, which is more symbols and material things that are not connected to, people it also takes you away from that the character that the biases that we might have as well so I really love that and for people who have never worked with tarot what do you suggest like how how was your first uh, like encounter with it and how do Mm. you suggest that people start with it
1: um Good question. So I think my my gateway to tarot. So when I came to it, I was I was in need of this kind of tool. But I had a lot of barriers in terms of um I had a lot of superstition, you know, obviously mm. growing up religious, I thought yeah. tarot was something evil or yeah. or you know, but I was also drawn to it because I'm very visual and I would see it on films and stuff and think, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> So how my gateway was, I I, um, I was actually at a festival and there was a, a workshop by this lovely duo um, called Lit Witcher. Um, these two lovely ladies who practice um, secular tarot, as they would call it. And my ears perked up because they were using tarot, but had withdrawn it from any kind of um, connecting with spirits and um, fortune telling, that kind of thing. Um, and that kind of gave me permission to be like oh, okay I can just use it as a tool Um, I don't know what I believe I don't know where I stand with the divine but I know I need a tool and this can work so I was introduced at that workshop and um, I bought a deck and I just started reading for myself um, and reading descriptions online and, and, and various books and such um, but I found that was a really lovely gateway um, and my tarot practice has developed since and I still use it in quite a secular way, um, but I don't close my mind to the idea that spirit or the divine can work through it, like I think it does, because as we said, the world is everywhere and everything. So I think I don't like to um, pinpoint how it works or why it works. I just know that it's very useful. <laughs> I just know that it's very useful. And I think whatever belief system you have, you can find a way of connecting the tarot to it. I think you could use it as a Christian. I know you can, I know Christians who, who, use, who use the tarot. Um, whatever belief system or faith you have, I think you can find it useful. Um, but in terms of direction, like I think the best way to get started with tarot is getting hold of a deck and using it yourself. I'm not putting too much pressure on yourself to read for other people or read it word for word. You know, these aren't you know they're for you to reflect on rather than to tell you what you're feeling or what you're experiencing or telling you what you will experience. Um, spend time alone with it, and there's so many resources to help you get started. Um, I used um Busy Tarot. Um, uh, if you google for <laughs> lots of googling, when you google a, a, a definition for a card, um, you um. Often and it goes straight to, to her yeah. website she's got some brilliant brilliant research there and so I found that very very useful in that journey um, and actually Lit Witcher um the, the two girls that I mentioned earlier they've actually just released a book called Wild Card mm. um which is a lovely introduction to Tarot um just got my copy actually somewhere. Mm. and um it's it's a really great introduction it does go through card by card but it's very practical like in terms mm. of applying it to your modern day life um and uh it's beautiful so I definitely recommend that as well it's just called yeah. wild card um I recommend that if you're more of a book person than a google person
0: yeah that's such a good idea and also I can share like how I started working with it as well because mm-hmm. I was gifted uh, a deck Years ago, before I w- barely knew what it was, and and then I, I was I got very interested, and I thought, well, I want to understand and charge the cards in one way. So I started like card by card. I think I started writing down some keywords for each card, like listening to something about them, and then reading the book that that it came with. It's uh, yeah, and then and then writing something down about it. And then when I started also using it more and more for myself and my friends, and then you start seeing the patterns. And I really, really enjoy. I I work particularly a lot with uh, angel tarot actually because I connected with that energy as well many years ago. So it's so accurate, and every card has its own, or every card deck has its own qualities that you can apply. It I feel like they speak to you in different ways and can, like, I've never stuck to only one deck, even if I have one that I've used a lot. Uh, But I really love, so I was so happy to have this, uh, your deck, actually, because it's going to be interesting to see how, what this deck wants to communicate to me in Mm -hmm. this aspect of my life. And uh, I'm really uh, so excited for you that you released this. And I also just want to say, because, an interesting thing that you mentioned, just that some things became forbidden in certain times. I really see that in in Christianity, um, not so much in, in Islam in that way. In my experience, from my own, there's more mysteries in it. So divination is not really like what I've seen, at least, not anything evil. And then I'm thinking, if... Well, if we say that God creates everything, then why would, like, we're not creating anything really. We're just manifesting whatever the divine is coming through mm-hmm. us because we're also divine. Because there is also this this stigma around certain things, as we see in the world right now. And how can certain technologies and things that do benefit people be something uh, bad or evil, or if you're using cards, which is your maybe your intention is only for your and the other person's highest and greatest good. Isn't that what we should be practicing instead of saying something is right or wrong all the time? It, it, you don't have, of course, if you're doing things to hurt other people, it's obvious it's not a good action, yeah. but <laughs> mm. what, like items and things shouldn't determine like if if you're a good Christian or a good whatever, like, I don't know, I, I don't understand that that mentality really.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like it's the spirit of which you do something. Like you mm-hmm. can almost make anything evil if you have bad intentions for it. Yeah. Um, you know, of course someone can use hello in a very destructive, destructive or um exploitative way. Um, but you, people can also use it in a very powerful beautiful way and yeah. it's the same for, that's the same for any kind of holy book that's the same for any kind of um political viewpoint or belief like anything can be taken too far one way or the other and mm-hmm. um, it kind of comes back to that whole sort of yin yang sort of yeah you know exactly. there are always two sides and the idea is to sort of navigate with wisdom and collecting wisdom mm-hmm. through that um and Make sure that what you're doing, the intentions behind it, the spirit behind it, is is good. Mm. Um, you know, and um, it's not something to be afraid of. You know, there's some scary looking cards in the tarot. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a death card, there's a a devil card, uh, there's the tower, but these aren't things to be afraid of because there's good and bad, inevitable in all of our lives, in all mm. of us and they're things that actually the better you understand it the better you can manage it and learn from it rather than hiding from it and yeah. um, I even today I drew um the death card which was interesting because I was reading um um a uh, an article for Libras the other day yeah. and it was like you really need to embrace um the death card and I was like oh, no, I know I <laughs> know and then I picked it today I was like I know
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's reminding you
1: of themselves,
0: yeah yeah so,
1: that's quite an important thing at the moment in this point in my life is I really do need to sort of accept the the slowing down and the the ending of, after this being released, like mm. an ending of one chapter and the opening for the next chapter, which I don't necessarily know what that is yet. Mm. Um, so it's really powerful. It's, it's, I find it's a nice way for the universe to give you negative, like it's not the right word, but perceived negative things in a very kind way that you can prepare for them um you know that's part of embracing transience it's embrace, mm-hmm. embracing the idea that everything that comes you can't control what comes into your life but you can control how you react to it mm-hmm. um and to a certain level what you invite in and out obviously not everything but you can to a certain level influence what comes in and out of your life so mm-hmm. um i think the tarot is very powerful in, in that um, preparation for the unknown um
0: yeah Definitely. Um, And I love that. I I actually, when I received this beautiful deck, I I had received the death card as well. And (laughs) and, and, and it's, I mean, death is a, uh, like the physical death is a, what if everything would only grow and not die? What if the trees would never die? Mm -hmm. Or like everything has to be in cycles or we can't have like constant night or constant day. So the death card, uh, maybe people associated with the fear of physical death, but then you have to, add in any fear, you have to ask yourself, why do you have that fear? Why are you fearing something that you cannot control? Because probably it is the lack of wanting to release control. And the death card is so important to just, if you have, it, it, it kind of can test your, like, when, you know, you say that you believe in something, but then you're really afraid. Let's say you believe in God and all of that. And then you're afraid of death, but why? Because if, if it's all meant to be like this, we cannot change it. And then, uh, like like you said, an ending of a chapter is important. We can't just go on and on in one chapter. What if you would read a book that would ne- never end? Or like, it's, so the yeah, death card is exactly. really beautiful.
1: It's the perspective of like death is as just as important and beautiful as birth. You know, neither Mm. of us chose to be born. Mm -hmm. That was out of our hands. Same with death. That's out of our hands. And as if we look, if we take a step back and look at that, it's like, well, every moment that we are breathing is undeserved and unearned. Mm. So in a way, who am I to fear death? Mm. Like. In that sense, I deserve death. Deserve mm. um, is not the right word, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it will happen, whether that's exactly. in a couple of hours or yeah. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. The point is, is um, every moment is precious, and yeah. as cheesy as that sounds to say, it is. And in that mm. sense, I don't fear, fear death. You know, mm. I might fear pain, but um, it all balances out. It's all part of the journey, and um, mm everything is bonus the fact that we're alive now is a bonus um so there's nothing really to fear there
0: no and i think that if you look at like near-death experiences shared like the stories it doesn't seem like it's a bad thing because people usually don't want to come back here when they have that that uh, oneness (laughs) again so Mm. yeah just keep reminding us and uh, that's also part of the conditioning and also maybe because we have been conditioned in the collective mind that something bad can happen after death right so we have yeah. that as well which is we need to like uncondition
1: because <laughs> yeah oh 100%, 100%. Yeah. which in a way like it, it doesn't make sense that this one life that we're living now is somehow the decider of eternity like mm again perspective step away from sort of micro that we're in and step up to the macro mm. no like this is this is one expression and we don't need to fear mm. what's next just as we don't worry or fear about what came before like
0: exactly it's
1: not important that's not important. no exactly. what we do now is important
0: yeah well all right, it was um, I think we could talk about these things for hours <laughs> yeah, and I, I know, hope that we know. do talk again uh, on the podcast oh, no, no, no. because we have a lot of things that that we really uh, could discuss and I want to ask you where can people find this uh, beautiful deck if they want if they feel um, pulled now to start working with the tarot?
1: sure um so you can get it through Amazon the book repository um waterstones um other bookstores online and offline um or I do have signed copies from my website mm-hmm. um, iwisner.com and um, yeah um so whichever of is, is useful for you
0: yeah I can really recommend it and I will definitely do a reading on Instagram as well with these cards because I feel that they're so magical and uh, yeah you've done an amazing job and I just want to thank you so much for sharing today and uh, is there anything else you want to share before we close
1: I don't think so I've really enjoyed this this has been been really really lovely I'm so pleased Um, I'm really thankful that you invite me on. Um, Mm. Yeah, I hope that we do again.
0: Yes, hope to talk to you soon. And thank you so much again.
1: Thank you. Take care, Serene.
0: Take care.